Coming up on this episode of Salt City Code. Karen and I talk about some of our favorite coding resources to help you get started on your coding journey. My name is Karen Thorne. And I'm Kelly Corey. And together, we are Salt City Code. We'd like to take a minute to say thank you to our sponsor, Hack Upstate, for supporting Salt City Code. Hack Upstate's mission is to unite and facilitate collaboration among the greater upstate New York technology community. Twice a year, Hack Upstate organizes weekend hackathons. Developers and innovators from across central New York come to Syracuse to form teams, build projects, and win amazing prizes. It's all in 24 hours, and it's free to attend. Want to learn more? Visit hackupstate.com and get ready to code. So resources. Um, We definitely have um, quite the list, I think, between the two of us, and I'm sure that I haven't mentioned all of what I use, and I'm sure you haven't mentioned all of what you use. Yeah, so if you use Google Chrome, they have this extension called OneTab in it, and I currently have 300 tabs in my OneTab. So, yeah, um, I have a lot of resources and material and things. Um, Don't worry, I'm not going to mention 300 tabs, but... Yeah, well, I mean, I use that. I do use that, too. I use OneTab, too. A lot of times, Mm -hmm. though, I use it for things that I'm currently working on. And then I find that if it's something that I'm going to want to refer back to later. Mm -hmm. um, I have a lot of bookmark folders up in my bookmark tab. Nice. um, And I have them, like, labeled a lot of different things. So, yeah, it's, I don't know if that's the lesser of the two evils, but I definitely (laughs) use them both. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't remember who mentioned it, but someone brought up one tab in Careers in Code. I think like, it was Jesse, actually. Was it Jesse? Yeah, All Jesse. Right. He was like, "Yeah, I use this," and and I know I was like, "Oh my god, this is like, yay!" Mm-hmm. Well, shout out to Jesse Peplinski then, because that changed my entire life. Before I started using one tab, I would literally have like just thirty plus windows open at any time in a browser, and it was a mess. Like, I'll be straight up honest, it was a mess. Um, so now I just use one tab, and it consolidates them. Into yeah. just a big and old list, and it's so much easier. You're right. Thanks, because, Jesse. Because my son, he he would go to get on like the laptop or something, and he'd be like, "Why do you have all these tabs on here? You can't even see what they all say." Mm-hmm. You know, because I would have like thirty tabs at the top trying to do something. You know, or yeah. I'd have you know thirty like fifteen tabs in one, and then I'd have another whole complete window open with another fifteen tabs or something, and it would drive mm-hmm. him crazy. But the one Absolutely. tab definitely has saved my life. I think for sure. So that's an additional resource Karen and I both use. We decided that since with the holidays approaching and coming up, that we wanted our listeners to still have something to listen to, but not quite as long as normally. So we're mm-hmm. going to do some resources that we both use that maybe everybody mm-hmm. else might like to see, check them out, or maybe they use them themselves. Absolutely. Um, we'll also link all of the resources listed in this episode in the show notes. So if you do want to check them out for yourself, we'll have the links right there. All right. Uh, who wants to go first? Um, well, I mean, I can go and tell you kind of some of the things that I use. Um, and you know, I know we have like different categories too, because there's things Mm -hmm. that I use strictly online. There's, you know, books that I use. Um, I don't know how many people use books still, but. Oh, I I do. do. (laughs) I definitely (laughs) do. I'm, I'm actually like right now I have a stack that I don't even, couldn't even tell you how many books are in there. Probably about 20 and they, they just sit right near like where my desk is and everything Mm -hmm. so my youngest son actually uh said to me last week he goes mom 
how would you like it if I built you a, just a small little bookcase to put all your books in? And I was like, okay, that works for me. I would love that as a Christmas present. He's like, okay, that's what I'm going to do then. That's pretty cool. Okay. He's willing to do that for you. That's adorable. So I'll start with some of my books since that's what we're, we're talking about. A couple of books that I use for JavaScript. Um, one is A Smarter Way to Learn JavaScript by Mark Myers. Mm-hmm. And the reason that I like that book is because each chapter is, like, literally two, maybe three pages. Nice. He goes through it, and then if there's, like, a link that you can go into afterwards, and it'll give you 20 questions. Okay. If Neat. you miss a question, it keeps going, but then it brings you back. Oh, so it does circle back around. It does circle back around so that okay. you, can, you can do that question over again. Um, awesome. And so I like it because it breaks it, it, breaks it down because the, the chapters are only two to three pages apiece. Sure. So that's like bite-sized chunks. Yes. You know, that's kind of easy for people to digest. Yep. So. And the other one is uh, JavaScript, um, Absolute Beginner's Guide. That's another one I like, too, is that um, it makes it, it kind of puts it in regular English, not coding sure. English. Because yeah. there's definitely a difference of the two. Mm-hmm. No, that totally makes sense. Um, Some of the books are written for kind of higher level people or are actual computer science books. And those can be hard to digest when you are first starting. You know, you kind of want someone who can explain it to you in a way that makes sense. And it sounds like that's a good resource for that. Yeah. The only other book that I have at the moment um, in regards to that on the list that I want to share is uh, You Don't Know J.S., uh, by Kyla Simpson. Oh my god, you know what? I have meant to read You Don't Know JS and have not gotten to it yet. Yeah. What did you think? Um, I think it's another good resource. I think it's mm-hmm. for somebody that is starting out learning JavaScript and doesn't know mm-hmm. that it's another good one because he he also breaks them down. So like you start out with and the books aren't big. They're they're little. So, sure. you know, they're thin books and you know, he breaks them down into each sort of like category almost. Mm-hmm. Um so, you know, they're good. That's a good, you know, I think it's a series of like six books maybe. Okay. Um, but those are the books that right now I would recommend. I have others, but we'll leave mm. it with three for now. <laughs> sure. Absolutely. <laughs> See, I thought I was doing good with my coding section. I think I have five or six books about coding. Like, it's not enough to fill a shelf on my bookshelf yet, but I'm hoping to get there eventually. Yeah. I, I mean, I have others, too, you know, like um, Learn How to Code, Begin to Code, you know, like, and it mm-hmm. does all of those. But those, the books that I mentioned are basically just job that's script-oriented, you know. Sure. It doesn't go into everything that you can do in coding. Yeah, absolutely. JavaScript's a good first language to learn if yeah. you're just getting into it. Um, it's what we learned in Careers in Code, Yes, so that makes sense. Um, my book recommendation is also about JavaScript. So if you're looking for more JavaScript books, here you go. Um, I would recommend Eloquent JavaScript. I agree. That is a good book. I actually have that book as well. Nice. Um, Um, I started reading Eloquent JavaScript online, and I liked it so much that I went and bought a paper copy of the book. Um, It also is a guide for JavaScript um, for beginners, so thanks for them. But the thing I like about Eloquent JavaScript is it's not like JavaScript for dummies. Um, Eloquent JavaScript is written in a way that I think respects people's intelligence, Um, It also opens with the author talking about how coding is stressful and you are going to get frustrated and that it's okay to take breaks and come back to it. Um, That's not something I had seen in a lot of other coding materials necessarily. Yeah, and I haven't either. Like that acknowledgement. Um, Other than, you know, like sometimes online I'll see people mention, you know, you need to walk away, you need to take a break because if you don't, you're... You will. You lose your mind. And it it didn't take long when we were in um, Careers in Code for me to actually kind of figure that out. 
because I was at a point, you know, like I would be like, okay, I, no, I want to get this done. I want to finish it. I mm-hmm. want to make sure that I Me do. Too. I'd be there for 24 hours. You have to realize to like step back and, and take a break. Right. And I find that like once you do step back and take a break, the cool thing is you can usually figure out like either a different idea or a different resource or you can kind of see what your mistake was. You know, I think that taking a break is really helpful in that way. In the way that, like, I get tunnel vision when I'm frustrated. Yeah, and I do too. And a lot of times, you know, I have started anyway, you know, like, okay, well, if I'm not seeing it on um, something that I'm watching or listening to, let me go Mm -hmm. to a book because maybe I can find it there. And just taking that break from that kind of stuff sometimes gets you to the point where you need to be. Would you like to go from zero to full-stack web developer in 24 weeks? Karen and I did. We're graduates of the first cohort of Careers in Code, a coding boot camp also sponsored by Hack Upstate. Learn HTML, CSS, JavaScript, and more from awesome instructors and incredibly patient TAs. If you're ready to change your career, sign up for the second cohort waitlist at careersincode.org. You can also sign up for the Hack Up State Careers in Code monthly newsletter to receive updates, upcoming events, and job opportunities. That's careersincode.org. There's two, like, main YouTubers that I kind of watch nice. for uh, information, and Traversy Media is one, and Jesse Showalter is the other. Um, and I think that's because they explain everything really easy. Um, I really like Traversy Media because he just... You know, it, it's he not only walks you through it, but he explains why you need to do something. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you're setting something up and you need to write a for loop, he tells you why you need that for loop because mm-hmm. of what how it's going to react in the end. Um, yeah. I think that's important, too, though, is getting to hear the why behind things instead yes. of just, you know, a step by step list of instructions. That way you're actually learning how to program. Instead of just like being told what to do, and that's why I like watching Traversy Media. He and he has a lot. He has a lot. I mean, he, and he covers a lot of subjects. You know, it's not just one thing that he concentrates on. He, mm-hmm. I mean, there's a, he has a lot of different things in there. That's really cool. So I really like watching his stuff. Um, and then uh, Wes Bowes and Front End Masters are two others. Um, I was kind of hesitant on the Front End Masters, but uh, then we were mm-hmm. given a chance to kind of check it out. I yeah. decided that, uh, like, after this trial period that we have, I think I'm going to keep it because they do have a lot of good stuff on there. Nice. And they also cover a lot of topics. Absolutely. Um, and I'm kind of looking forward to the West Bowes, the beginner JavaScript. I did sign up for that. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, so get ready to hear about that next year because Karen and I both got the beginner's JavaScript course. So we will probably work through that and then mention it in an episode. Um, so YouTube resources, uh, there is someone I really like who does a stream on Twitch actually. And then I believe converts those to YouTube. Uh, his name is Jason Langsdorf and I'm sorry if that's not the right pronunciation of his last name. Um, he does a series called learn with Jason. He used to work for Gatsby and I believe now works at Netlify as a developer evangelist and learn with Jason is a series where he sits down with, uh, different people across tech and uh, learns how to create a project or put something together. Um, and it's kind of neat to get to see someone who works professionally still learning things. And I think Ooh, that, that sounds cool. I'm going to check really cool. that out. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. I would highly recommend it. Plus, he has like a really wide range of tech people. There's like there's been people that do WordPress stuff and integrating that with Gatsby. You should definitely check some of those out. And uh, oh, that'll be good. It's cool. So websites. Do you have a lot of websites that you refer to? I do. I do have a lot of websites that uh, I look at. 
Um, one of the ones I would recommend is freecodecamp.org. If you are just starting to program or, you know, if it's been a while and you'd like to get back into it, um, Free Code Camp really kind of kicked off my coding career, like even before Careers in Code. So while I was looking into learning how to code, I found Free Code Camp online and that was the kind of structured curriculum that I wanted. And I think the exercises are accessible. I think it is a very well-rounded curriculum. It teaches you like responsive web design and um, it teaches you a little bit about algorithms. It does use JavaScript as the basis, but if you look at the Free Code Camp site, they do have tutorials for other languages. There's just a lot of information on Free Code Camp, so I recommend that. Yeah, um, I, that is one, I, and I do like that, mm -hmm. using that resource. Plus, I like that you get a certificate yes. once you complete the lessons, which also kind of gives you that sense of accomplishment. Yeah. You know, and it's something you can show to other people. Um, if you're into Free Code Camp, I also recommend signing up for the newsletter. Um, it is sent out once a week by Quincy Larson, who is the creator of Free Code Camp. It is always five links. It's never more than that. It's not overwhelming. And it's just um, five links of articles or podcast episodes or YouTube videos that have come out, you know, under the Free Code Camp banner. And I would say there is always at least one thing I click on in that newsletter. And I'm like, oh, this sounds interesting. I'll look hmm. into that. So I, you that know is what? I don't I'd think I did to. sign up for the newsletter. I might have to do that because... I know a lot of a lot of things that I've done. You know, they're like, "Oh, sign up for a newsletter," and right. I just didn't want to inundate my email with all of that mm -hmm. um, because I finally am like almost <gasps> cleaned out. I mean, I still have a few. I'm not at a zero, and I probably don't know if I would ever be at zero, but I don't sure. have any more than like five. Nice. And um, when I got that laptop and I set my email up, it gave it mm -hmm. did everything. I literally deleted. Over 7,000 emails last oh night. Oh, my God. Yeah. From, That's like, so two many. different... From two different... It was, like, from two different email addresses. And I one was, oh. like, 4,400 and something, and the other one was 3,300 something. I'm like, oh, Oof. my gosh. That's a lot of emails. They were dated back to, like, 2015. Jeez. I was like, bye. Good job. Getting close to that inbox zero. Yeah. It's pretty Um, Let's see. Are there other websites? Okay. Um, so I also would recommend uh, Dev.2 if you are an on—I was going to say if you're an online person. Like, that doesn't make any sense. Um, so I'd recommend uh, Dev.2. It is another place to find, like, articles, um, podcasts, videos, also kind of a sense of community there. It is really easy to get in and start posting things yourself, like your own content. Um, I'd say Dev.2 is kind of like Medium in a sense, in that you can create a profile and, you know, upload different articles or blog entries or things. And it's kind of a good way to meet other developers and learn a bunch of stuff. Um, and I always say this, I have not really posted anything on Dev.2 yet. So uh, that's something I'd like to do next year is kind of work on setting that up. But it is also a resource I'd recommend if you're looking for more information. That's cool. And that's uh, .to, not the number. Right. Not the number two. Yeah. <laughs> good call. Um, a couple of websites that I have used, I have, I, I use it, um, is, uh, egghead.io, uh, that was recommended, I think, nice. Ryan Goss from, uh, Careers in Code mm -hmm. was the one that had mentioned it. If it wasn't him, it was Jeremy Kahn, but one of them had recommended it, and I was like, oh, this is actually kind of cool. So I do mm -hmm. use that, um, 
And Jeremy Kahn was the one who introduced us all to um, Flexbox, Fro- Flexbox Froggy. And I love Flexbox Froggy. It's I so recommend great. that to everyone because mm-hmm. no matter how good of a developer are you are, you're always going to, I think, revert back to using it at least for one thing or another because you can't remember all of everything that you can do with flex no and that i love the way that it interacts and it does it in a fun way and Mm -hmm. it It really i i use it a lot um and it it's actually at a point too where i think even my son who is nine could use Mm -hmm. it without any issues yeah thank you he'd probably think it's fun i think yeah and that's that's why that's the other reason that i like it um, and then, of course, Stack Overflow, because, you know... You... I'm laughing because if you're a developer, you've been on Stack Overflow, I guarantee it. It <laughs> doesn't matter how long you've been developing. Uh, you know there's going to be an answer somewhere for something that you're looking for on Stack mm-hmm. Overflow. Somebody's going to have an answer. Absolutely. And then sometimes you get a bunch of different answers, and the fun of Stack Overflow is trying to figure out which answer works best for you. Yes, because there's not ever one correct answer either. No, there's, I would say that's one of the fundamentals of web development yeah. is there's never one correct answer. Yeah, it's it's because, uh, I mean, there's so many multiple ways that you can do things. That it's just a matter of figuring out which way you want to use it that's going to work best for whatever you're developing. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite things about coding. I love that. Yes. So in talking about websites that we use, I did also want to mention Teach Yourself Computer Science. Teach Yourself Computer Science is a curriculum that's designed for people who are self-taught developers or have gone through a boot camp and may not have gotten necessarily the computer science background. Ooh. Yeah. There's, like, online lectures. There's different books you can read that it walks you through. um, And it'll get you to understand the technical side of web development um, in a way that, you know, you may not necessarily if you're self-taught or went through a boot camp. So I am super into Teach Yourself Computer Science and would recommend it to people. That's cool. I'm going to have to check that out. Absolutely. Now I have two things to check out. See? (laughs) Glad we're doing this resource episode. Is that really good? Also, please check out Flexbox Froggy. You won't be disappointed. You really won't. Um, so I did want to also mention two podcasts that I listen to on a fairly regular basis. Um, in addition to Salt City Code, which you're currently listening to, so thanks for tuning in. I'd recommend Command Line Heroes. It is a podcast that delves into the history of tech in a way that is very entertaining. Um, I listened to the episode Heroes in a Bash Shell, which taught me more about the Bash Shell than I had ever known before. Um, there's episodes on Python, on C, on lots of different topics. So I'd highly recommend Command Line Heroes. I believe there's also some interactive games or like tools and things on their website. So if you hear about something and you're interested, you can go there and experiment with it. And the other one I'd recommend is Greater Than Code. Uh, Greater Than Code is a podcast that has a series of rotating hosts, so it may not always be the same people, um, but it's a podcast that is more about the humans behind the computers than about the computers themselves. And I think that's something important to keep in mind as you know, web developers and technologists, um, that we're all people, and it's important to talk about our humanity. It is. Kind of our shared experience, and that's kind of what Greater Than Code means. Another resource that I use... Um, quite a bit too is because even if I don't interject anything in there mm-hmm. um, are the Slack channels uh, the yep. Syracuse.io and the Hack Upstate Slack channels a lot of times you know somebody will just throw something out there quick and within a minute or a minute you could get like five and you know five yeah. pe- five different people giving you an answer um, so you know that, that's I like the mm-hmm. fact that you know everybody's willing to help out 
Yeah. And something I think is really cool about the Syracuse community is it never feels competitive. Um, you know, I'm sure in other big cities, it, you know, you may not get that kind of response yeah. if you put something out into a Slack. But I've seen um, people are pretty reliable in um, helping someone out if they have a question or something like that. And I think that is a really cool feature. Yeah. Being part of this community. Yeah. So our final resource is one that Karen and I both wrote down um, because we use it frequently. And that is Meetup. So in addition to learning code, I think it's important to get out and meet other people. Um, it's going to be kind of a surprise considering that I am a shy introvert, but I said yep. it. Um, I agree. It's really, it really does make a difference. Like, that's the thing. Um, the, some of the meetups here in Syracuse, there's one every Tuesday. Like every yeah, Tuesday there night, is, I believe. Because there's, so you have, like, you have OpenHack. Mm-hmm. Um, you have Syracuse JavaScript. Yep. Um, you have the yeah. Women in Machine Learning and Data Science. Yes. Yeah. Um, women in Coding is on the weekends usually, which is nice mm-hmm. because it makes it a little bit more flexible sometimes for me. I don't always get a chance to make the ones um, on Tuesday nights. Um, Code for Syracuse is the yep, other Code Tuesday for Syracuse, night. the other Tuesday one. Women in Coding is once a month on a Saturday morning. It's from 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. It's usually the second Saturday of the month. Yeah. So if you are interested in that, um, it's called Women in Coding, but you can show up even if you're not a woman. Uh, that's really yeah, okay. It still really is for anybody to, mm-hmm. to come. Yeah. yeah, as long as you support the idea of women coding, right. you're welcome to come to this meetup. Sometimes we do workshops, but sometimes we just all go to the tech garden and have bagels and coffee and just kind of talk about what everyone's working on and... I find that's a good way to meet people and also get resources. Yeah, and sometimes you can help somebody. Yep, even absolutely. Even if you're not looking, you know, like if you don't have anything that you need help with, you could go just to help somebody else out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it really kind of integrates you into the tech community. Like I went to my first Women in Coding in February this year and barely talked to anyone. And um, I actually was a co-mentor for well, the see, December meetup. And you're ahead so of me because way. I hadn't gone to any uh, women in coding until after we started the boot camp. Wow, okay. Yeah, I hadn't that's been right. in any. I had only been to, um, really, I had only been to OpenHack. Um, mm-hmm. And that's how I found out about the Careers in Code boot camp and yes. got going. And then once you get in there, then you find out, oh, geez, there's all these other tech meetups. So okay, well, meetups. let me start going to some of those and, and kind of see what they're about. Definitely. So, had you heard of women in coding before? Or no. was that like a surprise when you got in the boot camp? Okay. Yeah, I was like, oh, wait, what? Okay, this is kind of cool. There's another meetup. All right. Nice. Um, and then finding out, you know, like uh, with the JavaScript, I need to get back into that too. You know, mm-hmm. um, I think Peter, now that he's taken it over from Joey, um, is doing a good job. He's just like Joey, you know. Yeah, um, absolutely. So, but I need to kind of get back into it. Yeah. Um, so there's one other meetup I'd like to mention, and that is Coffee and Code, uh, run by Joey, who we just talked about. <laughs> yeah. Uh, which I'm mentioning because I'd like everyone to pressure him into having another one. Yes, yes. So. We need another coffee and code because that's fun. I think it's a good idea. Everybody gets together mm-hmm. and just kind of it's a relaxing environment. And Yeah, it's usually like a Dunkin' Donuts conference room. So yeah. everybody just goes and gets coffee and hangs out. And um, I have enjoyed those meetups. So yeah. I'm hoping I, we'll have a couple next year, too. Yeah, I hope so, too. So this is a shout out, Joey. Please. <laughs> we need another coffee and code. Bring back coffee and code. Speaking of meetups. And teach yourself computer science. Um, I would really like to see if we could get a group of people to work through teach yourself computer science together. Um, I found that I really like talking to people and, you know, checking what I'm learning and, like, seeing what everyone else is into. 
So I'm hoping we can get maybe like a Slack channel or if there's enough people, we could actually start a meetup for Teach Yourself Computer Science. So if you're interested in that, um, send us an email at saltcitycode at gmail.com or tweet us at saltcitycode. And I think that'd be something kind of fun to get the community into next year. I agree. I think it would be a good idea. Awesome. Thanks. So those are the resources that we're sharing today. Uh, We hope that you've heard something interesting and that you go through the list and uh, hopefully find one or more that you'll use going forward. You want to share some of your resources with us, give us a shout on Twitter, Salt City Code. Yeah, like Karen said, definitely share your resources with us as well. Um, I'm always looking to add more tabs to my one tab, so I will happily check them out. Don't forget to tune in next week for our other holiday episode, which is going to be about resolutions. If you would like to follow me on my personal learning curve journey, my website is kethorn.com. Instagram, Karen Thorne, Twitter, kthorne, and email, contact at kethorne.com. Also, be on the lookout for JS Web Development, LLC, as I'm starting my own business. Twitter and Instagram are JS Web Dev. I'm working on a website that should be up soon, and that's jswebdevelopment.com. You can always email me at jswebdevelopment at gmail.com. If you'd like to follow along with my coding journey, you can follow my Twitter at KelDeveloped, that's K-E-L-L-D-E-V-E-L-O-P-E-D. You can also visit my personal site, kel.dev, that's K-E-L-L dot D-E-V. Together we are Salt City Code. You can follow along with the podcast at Salt City Code on Instagram and Twitter. And if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, you can reach out to us at saltcitycode at gmail.com. And remember, always always keep keep it salty. salty.